Okay, we uh, call the meeting to order. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Here. Mr. Kabicki? Here. Ms. Hughes? Here. <laughs> All right, stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. to approve in the signing of the meeting minutes, the regular meeting minutes of March 14, 2023. Do I hear a second? I'll second. Welcome. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kavicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. Okay. With that, we go to open form. Do we have anybody signed in for open form? I don't have a sign-in sheet. Is anyone... Does anyone... I signed it. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, and just for the sake of the yeah, just, just so you could just name and address. I know who you are, but sure. Just Jack Fox, 7700 Ashley View Drive. Thank you. Uh, 45227. Um, I was looking at the website in part because I was trying to find some documents. And who's actually in charge of keeping the website up to date? I noticed, for example, that the, the weather is always high of 47, low of 46. Cloudy always. And uh, <laughs> chance of meatballs. Yeah. That, that, is troubling uh, but uh, the, the other things are there's an election section and I know that it has been updated since 2016 a, a what section an election section it gives all the streets where you vote and if people were actually to pay attention to it I know that my voting place is not what's listed on the website uh, Heard Just to be clear, an election section to vote on streets. Uh, no. Uh, Every location in Columbia Township is identified by the precinct. precinct. Okay. A, B, okay. C, different locations. So voting election. Okay, and got it's got it. the voting low spot. In Williams Meadow, we're not voting at the public library anymore, but that's where it's identified. Okay. Um, we haven't voted there for now two different places. Uh, and I suspect that may be true for other. Um, I think that it would be nice to get it updated and get it correct. The demographics for the township are also on there, but they're on there for the 2000 and the 2010 census, not for the 2020 census. And it would be kind of nice to know I think it would be useful for you guys as trustees to know are we up in population, are we down in population? And you may well know. I don't. Um, I don't either. Go ahead. Um, and it would be useful, I would have thought, to know what the demographic changes have been, if any, mm -hmm. uh, or if any meaningful. Um, but I noticed that, and it struck me that that would be useful to have that updated. And I don't think it would take a whole heck of a lot to do mm -hmm. since the census is from the feds and it's pretty easy to get for the township. Um, those were the first set of questions, comments that I had. Okay. And so I'd urge the township to consider that just so it can be a little bit more helpful for um, everybody. And um, there's an explanation of how all the finances are 
on how how the township is financed in a variety of ways. But the actual monies coming in and out, um, which I know may have a problem today, but normally show up and you guys look at them and approve Ms. Eakin's report on a monthly basis. It'd be nice if those were posted just so people could see it. I think it would add to the transparency. Um, you mean Ms. Heakins' report? Yes. The monthly. And, and, and I understand that it wouldn't be done until after you guys have the meetings. But it'd be nice to have, I think, for people to be able to see what the monies are coming in, what the monies are going out, and where we stand on various balances. Um, those are the principal questions and comments I have. Um, I saw that you're going to do some update on what's going on with the old firehouse and construction, so I won't ask anything about that. Are the two other properties that were purchased last June still being rented at all? Correct. Can you tell me how much money is coming in? On, we'll finish your questions first, then we'll get into the answers. And how much money is coming in on those? Um, how much does the township get as rentals? How much does it cost to keep the properties on? <coughs> those are all the questions I have. That's it. I'll start it at a uh, just kind of give you my broad brush overview, and then I'll let Melissa fill in on some of the details, and certainly anybody else that wants to. But as far as the website, we're aware that it's on our the horizon that it could be better, more user-friendly. Melissa and I talk about this all the time. We would like it to be better. Certainly, we can take some of the suggestions you made, and a lot of times we debate, you know, even in this form, format, it would, would be nice if you called or reached out to us, not in necessarily in these meetings, because we like to keep these meetings focused, and unless there's something that we are, that you feel like there needs to be grandstanded, these are housekeeping issues. I'm saying that we, these are housekeeping issues. It'd be nice if you said, hey, the weather's not right or whatever on the website. Certainly we can call Lauren, myself, uh, or Melissa. Um, as far as the rental of the properties or what have you that we currently have, we currently have a temporary tenant in the, um, the, the, the property on Cambridge. It was uh, month to month. Month to month. It, both, they're all month to month with, now. Which is strictly for the purpose of, um, in case we want to go do something with it or make a decision to, to do anything with it, we don't want a long-term lease, as you can imagine. And the same thing with um, the property over on Murray. Murray. Uh, we have a tenant that's willing to take take the upstairs as an apartment, and we also might have a carryover uh, for the current tenant. Uh, just to remain in there for a short period of time. We have a, a couple of prospects we're looking at and people that are inquiring. We're marketing it with um, Lee & Associates mm -hmm. uh, as far as looking for retail users. So we're on it, but right now part of the agreement we had is that the current owner of the property got to remain in the property until his new building was done. Um, and then we are going to have a carryover where the tenant that's upstairs is going to remain in there and pay some rent. But the long-term objective of those properties was to somewhat keep in control of what the future uses look like versus just leaving it randomly. Um, we just think that, that that's a good property. We've got uh, the firehouse that we are working on and also, like I suppose, and your report's going to talk a little bit more about that. So we just thought let it be best that we take control of that property to protect really with, with you know, the ultimate 
the, the uses of four Madison Place protect what's good for them and the future use of those two properties. That was the number one objective, and it wasn't necessarily to profit from it, but just to protect the future uses. That was the objective. I, I think I've answered your question. Did I miss anything? Um, the two leases total almost $3,000, and they they exceed the cost of utilities and maintenance monthly on the buildings. But the main goal was, as we said before, as you said, to be able to buy property when property rarely becomes available, especially on in key areas of our business district, and to control it. But yes, we have tenants in both properties. They both are paying. They pay on time at the first of every month. and. Um, they um, the expenses are far below what the tenants are paying. Okay, thanks. Thank you. Okay, with that we move on to the fiscal officer's report this evening. Well, how ironic! Um, <laughs> we don't have the March financial report yet because um, we use the state's the state of Ohio's online accounting system and there was a problem with the software uh, statewide and they are working with the developer to fix it. We expect to be back on the system soon and I will provide the report to the board and then make it available for public review and we can email it to anyone who's interested. Um, but for now what I can report is that we received the first half of our um, property tax settlement from the county auditor which is $2,065,811 and we received the first quarter JEDS payment of $251,293 and drum roll we expect to receive the annual revenue sharing checks from our two medical marijuana dispensaries this month um, 2021 was $500,000 2022 is $750,000 750000 to what date? So what do we do? Is that a half a year? Um, yeah, that was total last year. Total. Total. Okay. Yeah. So we're waiting for this year. Okay. Carol that's, and I are like, have you seen it yet? Have you seen it yet? That's not enough, David. <laughs> no, no, that's good. <laughs> so things are going pretty good overall. I think things are going well at good. the dispensaries, yes. Well, that's a million two fifty in new revenue. Yeah. That has never come to this township yes. ever before because of the action by the board to enter into revenue sharing agreements. That is a substantial amount oh. of money. Oh. So, yeah. and, you know, as we are identifying additional sources of money, we may be able to get back to some of the niceties. We, we are very good at the essentials of running the public services that we do. But kind of a reminder to the board, the public, the residents, the businesses, the public does not pay for an administration levy. We only have levies for police, waste, and roads. And then separately, the fire district has a levy for fire. There is not. Many communities pass and pass additional levies all the time for operations. We have not done that. So the residents um, aren't paying for administration. We're fortunate that we're able to pay for administration out of the JED-Z. Historically administration, before there was a JED-Z, administrative things, websites, somebody to sit in the office. Historically, many communities only have the elected officials. The elected officials are the ones that drive the snow plows in some other communities because they don't have any other revenue. And then historically here, you've had administration where an administrator was paid a small piece out of each of the funding 
the special funds. Um, and so, you know, just a reminder, we're a really small community and what we're doing right now is we're taking on really big projects to reinvest in the community. So NED, half a million dollars in new investment in the community, that's a substantial amount of work for the very small staff that we have. We also are redeveloping the firehouse, another huge improvement for the community. And then also buying the properties and finding tenants that will provide better, more active services to our community and um, boosting the power of our business district in Plainville. Those are priority projects that you have given us. And frankly, we don't have extra time in our day. We were here yesterday, 8 a.m., 7 a.m. to 6.30 at night. We just don't have the extra time, um, not in a defensive mode about a website, but those are niceties. And what I love is that at some point we'll get a breather from all of these really large projects, but how exciting for our community that we're doing catalytic projects where we are changing people's lives in this community and changing the character of the neighborhoods and the business districts and people can look out their front door or walk down their street and see changes that we've made that to me is the business of this board and that's what we're doing and we'll definitely at some point get to the weather on the website and those types of things can i add to that really quick sure first of all that was beautiful thank you oh, thank yeah. you <laughs> Um, Thank you. I'm scared to follow that. Um, <laughs> 1.25 million in two years. I would, I'm personally expecting us to get over $2 million, and that is no additional services required to get to that $2 million. Last time I've asked the, That's a great point. our sheriff department, there was one um, call because of the medical marijuana, and it was a medical incident, which is what you would expect emergency. from a medical facility, right? And so it's adding no additional services. In almost three years. In almost three years. And that $2 million that we'll roughly have soon is so valuable to this township. It really helps mm -hmm. us have a little bit of flexibility to do things like buy the property in Grove Avenue to help with flooding and the trees and that program and all the other things that you mentioned and we um, please we increase the police contract above what the police levy yes pays for and we reduce taxes medical marijuana we reduced the waste levy for all homeowners in the township last year and so i'm very proud of how we're utilizing um, the people's money as well as the other resources of funds that we get i agree and i've been here a while and i want to tell you we are a good board and we're doing good things that haven't never ever been done before you name one person that's reduced the taxes all good positive stuff so um, thanks susan thank you good stuff so thank you okay with that we move on to the road superintendent's report is there anything remarkable to remark about or say or questions you know, guys are working really hard because we have one person out with a a broken leg so uh all the other guys are doing double duty and we appreciate them for that and, and maybe maybe on that about and you maybe you could briefly talk about the just the, the, what's what's the status schedule of walton creek because i know that that's i mean what, what, what's our estimation when that road will be open i actually up? have that in my report okay. but happy to um hit on it now so in talking we uh with the county engineer uh -huh. um the bridge framework has been installed and the uh, bridge surface is being paved this week. And then the, they're going to allow for a period of a week or so for the bridge, all of the um, 
masonry and uh, mortar and I should say mortar not masonry masonry is firehouse mortar is the bridge sorry um, to cure and then they're going to do a stress test for heavy vehicles and then it will be uh, open to the public uh, not open for the development and then the northbound lane the county said that they will reopen the northbound lane and just to be clear the the, the original bridge was temporary this is the permanent bridge that you're, you're talking about so the original bridge that was there when the property owner sold it was in a location that the county engineer wanted moved farther away from um, Wooster Pike signalization for safety and for traffic management and so they required the developer of the townhouse apartment community Christian Dial to move to to build a new bridge uh, and a commercially rated bridge farther to the north and so they put a temporary construction bridge in that would enable them to begin site development and assist with the construction of the new permanent commercial northern bridge which is what they just did right, so, so the county required the bridge to be moved the bridge to be upsized uh, the temporary bridge was in for is in for a short period of time and then that will come out and for us that live over in the Worcester Pike quarter Jack and I and others from a guest guesstimation you think three four weeks or you will be your guess um, as of today if they it looks like they're doing pouring all this week um, asphalt um, asphalt uh, and um, I think they said a week to two weeks for the curing period and then the stress so I don't know three weeks okay let's just say in the next month hopefully it's gonna be open Dustin um, the county uh, engineer he had the county has different inspectors and engineers that are at the site on a regular basis and our crews as they're working through the the community when they're in the vicinity will talk and I know that Dustin uh, spoke with uh, um, Clint uh, Cliff might be today about that and that was the update that I that I received Okay. Can I add something really quick also? Absolutely. Um, it's really pertaining to Walton Creek. I, we had a lot of wind and rain incidents in the past month, and I want to commend our crew. Before every single storm, they check every catch basin. Mm -hmm. They check Walton Creek. I go over there sometimes because it's of interest to me, and you, we both live there, and I know others do as well. And they check it before a storm, during a storm, and after the storm every single time. And they work late at night to do that. And um, I'm really impressed with that. And the new bridge is designed with modern innovation to really help with the water flow of Walton Creek. So that really will help reduce the likelihood of flood in that area as well. And I know you're much more of an expert on this than the I am. The new bridge was designed so that the creek will flow exactly like the creek flowed before, as if there is no bridge there. Yes. Uh, it was a, a prefabricated uh, bridge on a span, and then the, the footers are out of the actual um, waterway. So it will perform exactly like it did before, as if there's no bridge there. Okay. Good stuff. Okay, uh, now we move on. Amy, um, the Dustin's Economic Development Quarterly Report, I guess that's coming when? That is coming in. It is this month, but Dustin is not here. Okay. He, do you want to do my report, or no. you want to do Dustin's oh, really I just, quickly? Oh, I skipped over you with the Dustin. Sorry, he's went, he's. I went out of order. My bad. No, you're okay. We want to. We can just hit his really quickly. I know, uh, okay. Yes. Let's go. Okay. Why, so, why, why don't we do the administrator? Okay. We'll go straight order. We'll back. go to the economic development one next. Okay. Let me pull mine out. Sorry. Um. 
I was not at the March meeting, and so I know my report primary purpose is for conversations about what has happened from the administrator's perspective the past month with you, the board, um, and also with our public. And uh, but it also is archival, and so since I I wasn't here and didn't do a report last month, I dropped in the. St. Patrick's Day March celebration picture uh, it was such a phenomenal event um, and uh, I wanted to to have that for us when we were looking back on in the years um, and so that's why that is on the cover here so in terms of our cruise services um, hopefully snow and ice removal is ending it has snowed before in April but let's hope not in this April uh, guys are really busy mowing because we have had such warm weather. The grass is really high. We're doing a lot of mowing. We're in compost and wood chip deliveries. We're getting ready to do the seasonal flower planting. They've been clearing out all of the beds. They've been planting. They've been putting down mulch. Very labor intensive. And then, as um, Mr. Lamar mentioned, we have a protocol that I've been, that I've covered before. The crew before and after all uh, storms. Uh, clear out all catch basins and check all roads and check spots that often clog um, and also uh, we have a protocol with the sheriff's department that during high winds if it has happens to be a weekend if a large limb or a tree comes down over the road they will call us but we also send one of our crew members out once a storm has subsided to drive the entire community to get out ahead of any um, things that might be happening and so our crews one or more have been having to come in every weekend for the past month <coughs> plus as a result of the significant um, spring slash winter weather um, Ms. Heakin spoke about the, um, oh, I, maybe not, I'm sorry, I know Ms. Heakin spoke about the medical marijuana revenue sharing. I'd like to also report in the spirit of other people's money uh, supporting the community, our first quarter in business income tax payment uh, to Columbia Township, the net to Columbia Township was just a little over a quarter of a million dollars. So really, um, really nice um, first quarter. And uh, our, <coughs> under community events, our next event is May 7th, the Flying Pig Tailgate. Um, Mr. Lamar, you can talk about that more in uh, your report or as we get closer. 7 to 11 a.m., one of the, potentially the final, but one of the final events at the firehouse before we start construction. Um, as I mentioned earlier, one of the really large projects that we're working on, we're now in our second year, <coughs> is NED, Neighborhood Economic Development. The first year's medical marijuana revenue sharing, half a million dollars. As you know, you decided that you wanted to completely invest every penny back into our neighborhood and our community. So last year, we planted 300 new street trees. This fall, we'll plant 200 plus more and finalize that project. And then we also uh, replaced street signs with decorative architectural uh, street signs. And also, we refurbished the Ridgewood gas lights, all under that very large uh, program. The um, Madison Place Firehouse, uh, I am so thrilled to be able to say that we are um, on track to bid for construction late this month. Um, the, so far, the, the plan set is like 60, 65, 60, 70 pages just for the detailed construction plans, and the bid packet is 
about 120 pages. And so we are all the team still working <coughs> through because it has you know, construction specifications, it has bidding requirements, it has financial requirements and insurance requirements and all of the grants that are in the project because we have, you know, over $600,000 worth of grants in the projects. Each individual grantor has requirements through the public bid process for uh, goals uh, that have to be met. And so uh, we are working through all of that and hopefully can wrap that up in the next week or two. Our plan is uh, with a public bid, uh, we will bid it through all of the bid clearing houses as well as in the Cincinnati Enquirer, which is required by law. And additionally, we're going to advertise it in the Cincinnati Herald, uh, hoping for some uh, elective minority disadvantaged business participation in the project. And then, because it is such a large project and there are a lot of contractors who are tied up on other projects and want to see how they might fit this into their schedule, we're going to leave it out for bid. We're only required to bid projects for two weeks, which typically works for road projects, but we're not going to do that for this project. We're going to let it bid for four weeks to five weeks. So depending on Memorial Day, where it hits when we actually bid, um, we'll either make a contractor selection right before Memorial Day or we'll make it after Memorial Day. We'll factor that time in. And then they're still estimating about six months of construction. So once we have bid the project and once we have received bids, uh, a lot of, like I said, a lot of contractors are busy right now, and we make a selection, the contractor will determine their availability, their schedule. We put in the bid that we would like the project completed um, this year or substantially completed this year, but that will depend on the contractor. And if we are successful in securing a contractor who can fit into his schedule to bid it this year, it potentially can be done by the end of December. Uh, but the contractor will be the one who specifies the schedule and then we will proceed and work with that. So once we have that really heavy lift, you know, several years, very heavy lift, all hands on deck with a full project team of engineers and structural engineers and architects and um, staff, uh, we will turn our attention to re-engaging the community on the coming of the second act of the firehouse. So. Um, we're going to uh, uh, do a lot of engagement, um, social media and at, at events and uh, on the uh, setup of, of progress of the firehouse construction, you know, those types of things. We've even talked about maybe like a, a webcam that'll show, you know, the progress uh, daily, weekly. Uh, we're going to put a big banner or a big billboard to show the picture of what the firehouse is going to look like the conceptual rendering when it's going to be completed and start really generating a lot of community excitement. And then we'll share all of the, once the contractor confirms that everything that we've identified that is buildable uh, and it comes in on the bid, then we will share all of the interior floor plans and all of the um, design of the community purpose room, the township hall, and uh, the front um, dining, outdoor dining plaza that people can use even when the building is closed. They can come off the trail or come off the road or come out of the neighborhood or stop by and enjoy watching all the activity that occurs there. So I'm really excited that we are at this point. It was a, it's a big deal and this is going to change this community forever. I'm really excited to report that. It's huge to have a uh, community center in our community for the first time. It seems a little bit awkward. It's like, you mean the places in Madeira? Not a big deal, but, it's, but it, is, well, it is a big deal. But, and it, I just think it'll bring the public and a lot of the people from Madison Place, our biggest neighborhood, 
able to communicate with us and do a lot of things that obviously we can continue to announce. So I think it's exciting, great stuff. And hopefully, hopefully by the end of the year-ish, mm -hmm. six months, I'm hoping, pick a contractor that's got a good schedule. Yeah. <laughs> I'm assuming those things will go hand in hand, a good bid. So we, we well, you know, we, we have, we, the state law requires us to go with the lowest bidder. Yeah, but, that, but, they, but we they, can specify the schedule. Done, what if they say they're going to get it done three years from now, you don't have to take yeah, we I'm don't. I'm we don't. We have parameters in it, but yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, there are a lot of nuances, as you know, in yeah. in, in bids. So, um, just a couple of quick final items from my report. We, um, I'm regret uh, to say that our uh, second year attempt on Cambridge East did not work in terms of state grant funds. Uh, again, um, I explained before that the impact of inflation on all of building materials and specifically road materials caused the price of everyone's projects to increase significantly. So instead of 20 or more projects being funded out of the county from the state grant in a year, you know, they had eight to 10. So um, we are going to reapply for the fall round which would make the funds available this time next year. And we're told that a lot of the projects that were funded, the big city of Cincinnati and some of the other really um, large community projects that scored better because the roads carry more traffic and were in worse condition than ours, because we're building roads within neighborhoods and so that's always uh, scores very poorly. Um, we're told that because the last two years when we've been trying to get grant funds, uh, those other projects did receive grant funds, so they'll be off the list, out of the way, and ours was just a little below theirs on scoring, and so hopefully we will be able to do that. But that was a, a, another disappointment. Um, and um, in at the end of March, March 28th, I know um, um, Mr. Kubicki, you were here. Uh, We've talked before, in our, on our road system, we are gaining a new road, a small road, Wooster Lane, which is a former segment that kind of floats on its own that used to be US 50 east of town. And so ODOT has been working through a multi-year abandonment process, and so they held a public meeting. Uh, and we had an open house to show uh, the road that ODOT is going to abandon to us and that we will take over. and. Um, be responsible for maintenance and mowing and um, our crews even though we don't have uh, the, the road has not been um, vacated to us uh, we went ahead and worked out through a permit with ODOT because they no longer are mowing and we don't want the grass in the area around the road to not be mowed because of the residents who are living there who pay into the road fund. So we, we uh, worked with ODOT to get a permit to go ahead and begin mowing in anticipation that the legal paperwork will be done in a, in a couple of months. And so today was our first time mowing that and so we know that the residents there uh, and, and just to will appreciate that. practicality, that is, is the road, if you will, heading from 50 West down to Terrace Park. It's the neighborhood off to the left where yep. it's been abandoned and it's an awkward kind of road and, and, um, and ODOT has the ability to vacate it and they did and they also had the ability to vacate the infrastructure which included 
the, with the culvert and everything else there, and Melissa, through her contacts, and Dustin and I went in and, and lobbied ODOT that we're not just going to take the responsibility for the culvert because if something catastrophic were to happen, um, I mean, it, it, not that it is or we expect it, but if something ca we're just not necessarily equipped to deal with it. We, we don't have the funding or the expertise for it. That, that piece of infrastructure is a federal highway asset. So we not take, a local road we take asset. her background with ODOT and certainly our leverage background here politically that we went up and said, we're not taking it, you guys take it back, if you will. And they, they gladly accepted, but we did not just blindly just accept what they threw at us. We kind of pushed back and we were able to successfully and very friendly to have them accept what we told them back. And then with the good news, we are going to do the the cake decorating maintenance, maybe plant a few trees and make it look a little bit more like, not like an abandoned street. That's the good news. And then that's the, 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 the well, that's good news. And then the other good news is we're not taking a huge, huge, huge liability. So I think it'll mm -hmm. get a little more TLC, but we do not have an underlying liability that that was our concern. So kudos to the team and, and certainly Melissa for spearheading the effort to go down there. So the it's the last just briefly I wanted to mention um, I was invited by the Ohio Economic Development Association which is the state's professional organization for developer develop, did, economic development they didn't invite me they didn't invite you <laughs> Go ahead. they um, invited me and the city manager of Milford to speak to a regional panel to participate in a regional panel which they um, hosted at 50 West on how to develop communities, how to do community development and economic development in a town with um, assets similar to what we have or like what we have here in Columbia and in Milford, Little Miami River, the Little Miami Trail, bike paths and such, and how do we use those, what we call in my field, our field, place-based assets to uh, capitalize on with you know, new housing and attracting uh, younger demographics and um, how that works into our economy and our quality of life. And so they hosted it, co-hosted it with Jobs Ohio, which is the state's economic development agency that uh, the, the group in Cincinnati is called Ready, Ready Cincinnati. And so they co-hosted it and we actually did it in the uh, brewery production works at 50 West. And so it was really, um, I really well attended a lot of phenomenal uh, questions and it was great to be able to uh, talk about um, how having those assets uh, is really unique for us and what's different for us is that we have not only the river and trail assets on the west, on the, I'm sorry, the east side of town in the Wooster Pike area, but we have the, the Plainville business district that now will be uh, part of or is part of the connection from Crown coming out of Cincinnati <coughs> along the Marymount connector and then when the Marymount connector is completed to the Columbia connector our downtown district will also have a shared use path as well and then we have the the beauty of this community in the business district the highway retail district and uh, industry district at Ridge and Highland we talked about before is the workhorse in terms of income for this community, both business income and uh, property income. And so we have the niceties 
in our other two business districts, the quality of the, the community <coughs> and the, the assets that draw people out and make people really attracted to our community. And then, um, and there's definitely revenue generated from those business districts, but then we have the fortune, frankly, of having this a little bit kind of separated highway retail district, especially with the, the two medical marijuana districts that we manage as well and that provide a lot of really important services, but also, as I say, are the workhorse of our economy. So it was really nice to you know, talk with different peers from all throughout the region. We had people down from Butler County, Warren County, and also all throughout Hamilton County. So I really enjoyed doing that. Yeah, you, you're really good at that. I know a lot of people from both Marymount and other communities reach out to me to, me to ask about you you're doing some of these great things, so you're they're teaching class, right? <laughs> well, I can, still can. <laughs> yeah. So good for you. Thank you. Okay, um, do we have any questions about the economic development report, or how do you uh, do? You want to handle that? Just two quick things: a Burlington Coat Factory in Ridge did close, and there is already a tenant, a confidential tenant that uh, the broker is working with to uh, bring into that location. And then the big thing for me, as I'm sure for you guys as well, sweet tooth that we have is that this Friday is uh, Cervati's. I also always have to make sure I don't say Cervizi. So oh, yeah. our former road superintendent, <laughs> Cervati's. That'd be a good bakery too. Cervati's this Friday. Uh, uh, a grand opening all day um, this Friday in the promenade on Wooster. So those are those are um, that's very important. And you mentioned the Gen Z $250,000. We got record first quarter. First quarter. We got record amount last year. And I wanted to point out that you know, we sit on the board of the Gen Z that that was record revenue that the township received as well as the village of Fairfax received mm -hmm. because they're part of this. Um, that was revenue during COVID. And I think that the stimulus that was David's brainchild, and we really led the region in and other communities copied what we did, really helped keep those businesses open. And they will say that to you. They've said that to us. Mm -hmm. And that really helped in the long run, those businesses are still open and we received record amounts of revenue. So I think that's worth mentioning. The other thing too is, is uh, looking at Burlington Code Factory, we see something like that for all you all don't know where it is, to where the old, is it Value City one, one point in time? Way yes, back when? I think so. Right there, and that is- If you go back far enough the Kennedy Avenue. It's on Ridge. It's on Ridge, I'm sorry. Ridge, Ridge and Kennedy, right there, um, right where the old Golden Corral and such was. But you know, certainly you'd like to see a remarkable improvement because for years, that Burlington Code Factory, you know, I walked in there just curiosity it seemed like it was half empty, and I don't, I'm, I don't get it. But all of the Burlington Coat factories—I'm sorry, not no. to interrupt you—but all the Burlington Coat factories, because the, the the person that I am in development, you know, like you, out and about in the region, I travel multiple counties on weekends just to do different things, just to see what's happening. All of the Burlington Coat factories that are in my kind of drive-through areas have all closed. They're yeah. all turning over, and there's a struggle with some of the big box mid-box, um, big-box, mid-box, junior-box, um, there's a big shakeout happening in, in retail and there's a, it seems like to be a hole in the middle. So the discounters are going deeper, deeper discounter and then the higher-end brands are putting in more luxury and there seems to be a huge hole in that middle 
part, and that reflects the demographics of the economy, Costco, frankly. There's Amazon, there's everybody yeah. else. Yeah. Um, but, but when you take something like Burlington Coat Factor, because you know, anybody would you know, ponder the question, what can we do? But a lot of times they're institutional or out of town owners and mm -hmm. own the building, and if they still have somebody on the lease, there's not much we can do. And then, and then when they the lease ends, then they can come in here to come in and farm it out to anybody. But it's not like we can go motivate a change or force a property on the owner to sell the properties. And I know Jack, in the past, you've referred to the market's driven. And somebody owns it, somebody wants to lease it. There's not much we can do. Um, so we, I'd love to see a better use for several of the properties of our bridge road mm -hmm. to improve that whole entire um, highway intersection but you know the property owners are allowed to do what they do and they control the property and that's something we struggle with and but certainly if somebody came up to all you developers out here watching if there was any opportunity whatsoever to develop any property we are open ready willing and able and have all the, the skills the tools the the board the knowledge with Melissa to do whatever we can to go um, make certain things there get better, and especially with the Jed the Jed Z income revenues. If there's anything we could do to improve and put more jobs in there, that's a huge boon to the Columbia Township economy. I only wanted to go say that because you know you take a building empty, it's like what are you doing? What, there's only so much we can do. So that said, we move on to. Uh, the police report, and we've got the legendary Sergeant Robin Reed, always smiling. Too, right? <laughs> always smiling. Let's I'm, go. I'm very happy to be here tonight. Thank you for having me. We're happy me. you're here. Thank you. I would like to remind everybody that Lieutenant Paul Neighbor is attending the FBI National Academy, and I will be the district commander until he returns. So you will have me um, until the second week of June. Um, and you can call me, email me if you need anything at all. Uh, don't hesitate to reach out. I would also uh, like to say that reference the Walton Creek area. We have been monitoring this, uh, especially the traffic flow, and I've actually gotten some positive feedback from Columbia Township residents saying they really appreciate seeing us out there. And lastly, I would like to uh, give a thank you to uh, Melissa Taylor we wanted to get our uh, bike patrol up and running uh, with the weather turning nice and I'm sure that all of you enjoy seeing that and I brought it to her attention that the bike needed some repairs and um, there was absolutely no red tape I mean right Johnny on the spot take care of it uh, this is you know contact me with this or that and we already have the bike back so thank you very that's much nice. for that. thank you yes and um, that's that was all I had well, this is well, so you can wear a cape and a suit. <laughs> Wonder Woman. Cracking it. And I love when I drive around there that I see, we had some residents mention the traffic and through the neighborhood, and you parked a cruiser there. And I, last time I went through there, it was still there, and I think that really helped. Yeah. That's a real police officer. Yeah. Sometimes. That's, Sometimes. Real, that's actually where Lieutenant yeah. Neighbor is. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's where he's, he's in the real police officer. Yes. Okay. So. Well, I've been out there uh, myself just to monitor the situation and make sure mm -hmm. everything is, is going well. And um, I want all of you to know that if you have any type of issue in the neighborhood, um, if our officers are tied up and I am working, I will go mm -hmm. and address it myself. So do not hesitate to call me for anything that you need. I appreciate it. 
Thank you. Okay. Now we move on to the Little Miami Joint Fire and Rescue District, along with the Deer Park Silverton Fire uh, District with Mr. Lamar. Um, so first off, we will have a neighbor day in Deer Park Silverton. That date hasn't been announced yet, but that'll be this summer. Yeah, it's not been announced yet. Not been announced yet. Uh, we'll also have a neighbor day for the Little Miami Joint Fire District in the fall. Um, I would love him as he can, can read an email here in a second that we got from, but um, I wanted to point out Chief Sifsky, his leadership. He's done so much since he's been on board. Chief Sifsky is always here. And he's led some rebranding of the Little Miami Joint Fire District, which I think it brings it more of a neighborhood feel. I'm proud of him for that. And I wanted to mention that our board, we did vote earlier this year, I think it was this year, it might have been December of last year, to purchase an ambulance, uh, which we'll get sometime in two or three years. But <laughs> yeah. hopefully we're still around then. But the two ambulances that we have in possession, are, I think they're 11 years old and 21 years old. And so it's nice to get a brand new ambulance with modern features. And then um, later this year, if not soon, we expect to um, purchase a new engine. And the engines that we utilize, correct me if I'm wrong, I think are 22 and 21 years old. They're very old. They don't have a lot of the modern technology. And so a lot of this is because of the levy that was passed last year. And so that is going towards buying new modern equipment. Very proud of that. We might get the engine this century, but there's a backlog on all of this equipment probably honestly about three or four years we'll get that but I wanted to commend him on his leadership in getting that it's not no easy task and also Mike Lemon who led a lot of the mm -hmm. budgeting and number crunching his yeah. Excel let spreadsheets are legendary <laughs> he is legendary and then yeah. the event is what went when again or what is it we don't have a date yet but we'll have a neighbor day at Deer Park Silverton which was fantastic last hey. year but yeah, the neighbor day you were, we're talking about what, what's the month or whatever or roughly idea i think june or july is that the one where they solve cars and do all that stuff that's in october i believe that we did that in october okay. yeah but usually there's exciting things when i went to yes. the last event it was i felt like i was watching that's incredible well, so it was a pretty exciting miss hughes event. got the spray of water hose oh boy <laughs> It was fantastic. Oh, they don't let me do was, any of that stuff, do they? It was so hot. I just almost wanted it. That was a hot day. It was a sweltering and day. I'd love if you'd read part of the email. Um, yes, I will try to uh, put it Two pages. So, I know. So this is from the general manager of the, um, which, it's the Cincinnati Sports Club. Right? Yes. Okay. In um, Fairfax. In Fairfax. Thank you. And um, he says early this Sunday morning, Easter Sunday morning, shortly after midnight, Little Miami Joint Fire and Rescue responded to a fire alarm at the club. Little Miami was stellar in their quick response to a small fire at the member service area. No employees were on site and no one was injured. Um, and then he goes on to give a few more details. Um, but a tremendous thank you to the Little Miami Joint Fire and Rescue Fire Chief and Team, Village of Fairfax, and all of our partners and vendors who gave of, them, of themselves this Easter Sunday to clean up and prepare the club for your return on Monday. And they were open on time too, weren't that's, they? That's what it says. Five in the morning. Five a.m. <laughs> I, 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 I was impressed. Yeah, so that's nice. Okay, well thank you for your service. Thank you for being here. Okay, um, next we go on to trustees reports. Anything to report? I have, <laughs> you go? I have three quick things, I promise. I'm sorry. Um, first one, um, Ms. Taylor mentioned it. The Flying Pig Marathon is May 7th. It's a Sunday morning. I'm a morning person, and I know most of our events are in the evening. And so I really enjoy this one because 
I'm always up at 6 a.m. and the marathon runs through Columbia Township about 7.30 a.m. So we'll have an event there. I don't know a lot of the details yet. We're still scrambling because of the firehouse and where we can put things. But I know we'll have food. I'm sure we'll have music. I'm sure we'll have fun people there. I will be there probably with a, a megaphone. What's the date? May 7th. May 7th, Sunday morning. Okay. Um, and so the pig. J Jameson? Jameson last Jameson year was adopted. No, he was adopted, so a different big pig. Big hit, oh. big hit. We help facilitate pig adoptions. Yes. Through the flying pig. Yes, with the Royal Oak Animal Rescue. That was our yeah. charity. And so I encourage the public to attend. To me, it is a very inspiring event to come and watch people achieve something they've never achieved before. And it's just fun. Mm -hmm. Right around Murray Avenue runs right all the way through the southern part of Madison Place. Um, secondly, you mentioned the NED grants and planting 500 trees. I was one day Jerry Frankenhoff, who is the arborist, texted me and he said, hey, I'm in your neighborhood. You want to come join me? I just happened to be off work and ended up walking around with the arborist at Madison Place for about three hours asking so many stupid questions about trees. I, mean, I knew they're healthy. We all know that trees are good for the environment. I learned so much about trees. I learned also Madison Place obviously experiences a lot of flooding. They really help with stormwater. Um, and you know your heat and energy bills, your health, and so that is such an amazing thing for that community. Uh, if you see Jerry walking around, come out and ask questions. I asked so many questions. I felt like I'm somewhat of an expert on trees. He's designing phase two for this fall. Yeah, this is for phase stall. two mm -hmm. in Madison Place, mm -hmm. primarily. Um, most He's like a doctor. He is truly a tree doctor. He almost yeah. has the same credentials when he starts to talk about diseases or disorders or whatever you're you he just goes to a different planet i mean yes. it's so complicated uh, we did a podcast with him what i found fascinating is him being a self-proclaimed tree enthusiast or whatever he's nationally he's certified just talking about that everybody gathers where there's trees there's yeah more happiness there's better health <laughs> yeah people shop more they right. play more they recreate more just trees. it's safer can uh, it's trees? safer there's less crime i mean it was fascinating yes. to hear somebody that knew it and uh, knew the details, and also a public service announcement too that we talked about in the podcast. If you want to dig deep into the podcast, was the myth of everybody raking their leaves to acknowledge <laughs> because we pick up the leaves. So that's why it's a little self-serving. Is that you? That you don't necessarily pick up every last leaf. It does help, you know, provide nutrients to the ground. You basically should leave your last bit, bit of leaves, not the big piles mow over them into small batches mm -hmm. and it's good for the lawn yeah and i think justin uh or dustin smiled when, when he heard that <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's pick up it which people and i smiled because my wife can't, can't get too hard on me i don't need to blow the least tree experts so that's right it's a tree expert it's good so but it was it was fascinating to learn but the biggest thing going back to what you were saying is is what trees mean and part of the program of us putting all these trees in the neighborhood is it is a big deal it improves property values improves health improves everything and um and it's just interesting to hear that from an expert rather than the rest of us to just make stuff up yep so final thing <laughs> <laughs> and by the way he plants four or five trees per street i found that fascinating why do you do that it's because of an invasive species that doesn't exist today that might exist in the future right. it only take out 20 to 30 percent of the trees that's mm -hmm. fascinating to me what great planning right oh. mm -hmm. um last thing is that i attended the marymont village council last night Oh boy. <laughs> Very engaged community. Sure. And it, it was to approve the connector that will, uh, the path that will connect the um, Columbia connector and Little Miami um, Trail behind 50 West to the Murray Path. 
which opened last year and it ends at Murray and Plainville. So they approved that last night, I'm happy to say. Um, so sometime in the next few years, the path will continue along Murray Avenue. There's a lot of logistics around traffic and safety, which is important to Columbia Township. The six-way stop at Murray and Plainville will be redesigned. The traffic on Murray, we're gonna be working, we own the road, so we'll be working on traffic calming and safety. So for our residents, to be sure that will happen. Um, was there any pushback at the Marymount meeting? There was absolutely pushback, but it was very fair. I was very excited about the engagement of the community. Mm -hmm. Primarily the pushback was from residents that the trail will go through their front yard. Mm -hmm. And you can understand that, that they have bikes and they're gonna be pulling out their driveway. That is a very dangerous situation. So that was the primary concern. The second was Miami, Miami Avenue, right by Mike Lemon's house. Coming down that hill, they've gotta get bikes across it. And so that was a huge concern mm -hmm. on how do you slow and stop traffic. But there was considerable pushback. Um, I would say that it was very fair. I mean, you can certainly empathize with people that you know, that's very dangerous. So I expect, you know, this is not the first trail and bike path that has gone through an urban community. Um, so I expect it to have lots of safety features and hopefully those residents will be assured. It's on the southern part of Murray, that's the Marymount side. So the people on the northern part of Murray, the Columbia Township side, should have it a little bit easier. Um, so I wanted to mention that. And also, by the way, the, the Columbia Connector will extend. That's been approved also. It'll be done in two to three years to connect to Marymount High School. So it'll go from Marymount High School through Murray to Plainville. That's the northern route, which they um, approved last night. There were lots of different options. They had a third party do an unbiased report called Kleinger's. They did a feasibility study, and there were lots of different options, um, but the one that goes right on the border of Columbia Township was chosen. Good. Thank you for, for, for doing that. <coughs> that or well, I'd like to talk about something very dear to my heart. You Please. Know. It's a flower okay. that I would like to see planted in our township. If you go up to Alms Park right now, you will see a light purpley pink carpet of little flowers. They're called Spring Beauty. It's the most perfect flower because <laughs> It blooms before you cut the grass. Mm -hmm. After it blooms, it totally disappears. You don't see the leaves. You don't see anything until the next spring. It's the first thing to come in the spring after winter, you know, sick of looking at brown. <laughs> Here comes this great color. And it spreads, and, and it's just, I'm telling you, get up to the park and You'll see what I'm talking about. You will say, Susan, get some of them seeds and let's, let's do this. <laughs> let's go. You let's find some good places to put it. It's called I'll, Spring I'll, Beauty. Okay. You, you will have my support. Okay. <laughs> and I mean that. I mean, it's nice Me to too. have different sets of eyes look at things in a different way and to go find strategic places to do it. I go look at some of the little eye stores, whether it's the bridge down on Wooster Pike right by the Panera and that. I mean, I'm not saying could, but that'd be a proper application, but whatever, somebody's got an idea mm -hmm. to improve those. And there's, we, we, we like to use some of the resources. We have to go improve and beautify some of these areas. So mm -hmm. I think it's a great idea. Thanks for bringing It'll it up. It'll bring lots of color. Yes, I think it's awesome. beautiful. Love it. Thank you. Okay. I have nothing to report. So then we move on to resolutions. And we're going to pass it over to Melissa, because I usually mess them up. <laughs> <laughs> Or we take turns messing them up. 
So, but I, I correct you though. Uh, well, we'll, we'll start out. Caroline does. We'll start out with a mess up. Um, so the first resolution we are going to skip, amending the 2023 annual appropriation. So just a reminder, we'll do this next um, meeting. But at the end of each year, we appropriate all of the funds for the coming year. And so in December, we passed an annual appropriation. So when we received the first settlement that Ms. Heakin mentioned um, er earlier in her report, we saw that this is going to be the, the year now that the, our new Plainville TIF is going to start cash flowing. So the revenues are being picked up now from the um, Porsche expansion, Maserati, Alfa Romeo, Volvo, and uh, although this will be a partial year and the next few years will be a partial year, we won't know the full uh, value that will be picked up. We need to add that TIF account to our budget process uh, because the revenues will uh, start coming in. And so uh, because of the glitch uh, Ms. Hegan and I were struggling with on the accounting system, the state accounting system, we weren't able to get a an account line item to drop so we'll do that next week so and then I'm going to change the order I'm going to read the resolution first on uh, entering into a contract for the firehouse and then I'm going to read the supplemental appropriation which appropriates the funds for the contract and then that way we'll have the, the um, contract um, done first so Authorizing the Township Administrator to enter into a contract with Structural Systems Repair Group for structural masonry repairs for the Madison Place Firehouse Redevelopment Project, dispensing with the second reading and declaring an emergency. So um, I spoke earlier about the timing of the Township uh, Firehouse Redevelopment bid and construction. Um, we are pulling out of the bid the structural repairs for the firehouse. Firehouse is 73 plus years old and has uh, not been correctly maintained over the history of its owner before it came to us at the township and uh, has, as many historic buildings do that are built of concrete block and masonry and steel um, and other metals, has um, deteriorated. So uh, we have learned because of our great project team that uh, there are very few companies that do historic commercial masonry uh, restoration and repair and they are booked out months. And so to avoid that impacting the schedule of the firehouse, we're pulling this out. So I'm asking you this evening, our project team went out uh, and uh, talked with uh, different uh, contractors and ask for proposals and also schedules and uh, had an excellent recommendation to this group uh, which is based in uh, Cincinnati and they provided a detailed proposal which is attached to the resolution of everything that they were going to do uh, a lot of multi-syllabic words and uh, the the uh, proposal is thirty six thousand three hundred and eighty seven thousand dollars um, if we are able to make the commitment to them, they estimate that they may be able to start uh, by late 
May. And they've already been through the firehouse to look at it all and developed a custom proposal based on the damage that they saw. We have rusted lintels and cracks that go all the way through the building. Um, one of the things that I will mention when I bring the bid for the firehouse, I won't spend time on it tonight, but I will share with you again, we've talked about this before, is that there is probably 30%, 35% of the actual firehouse bid when it comes in will be in bringing that building up to current standards in terms of safety, fire code, and um, other codes as well, electric, HVAC, everything, and thank you, accessibility, Americans with Disability Act accessibility. So that's going to be a significant part of that, but so worth it for um, a historic building in um, within the township and in, in our largest neighborhood. So um, this will keep us on schedule, and so I'm asking for an emergency so that uh, I can go ahead and enter into the contract with this company. Are there any questions? I, I think I have a question slash comment. Um, is it fair to say that due to timing that over the next few months we will likely have to pass some emergency resolutions for the firehouse because of the timing challenges that we have um, I kind of want to get ahead of it that we're not it's not a lack of planning this is a because of the challenges that we face is that correct correct and our so contractors we always always all communities do pass on emergency yep. because if we don't we've talked before about the timing of our projects if we do not pass a resolution once we have a bid or a proposal in order to make that commitment in order to get on the contractor schedule they require a signed contract and a PO that we have set aside the funds um, and then they'll put us on the schedule if we pass regular legislation Yes. It is 90 days before I can sign anything, and we can't do business that way. So the bid will be, as all our road bids are, will be emergency, and there may be like this um, where the contractor, um, or even before the contractor, we're in the firehouse and something may come up, but we've attempted to anticipate a lot of those. Yeah. We've pulled other things out of the main bid before as a result of COVID because, like, the chief is experiencing long delays on his equipment. There were long delays on materials and equipment for the firehouse as well. So we pulled some other things out um, as well. But yeah, I appreciate so that. That, I would just point that out, may come here in the next three or four months. And even during construction, if there has to be a change order, yes. if something happens during construction that would affect that, we would come back to you and ask it's, you. This is that. not a lack of planning. It is not a lack of transparency. Yeah. It is the real world of, keep, of what yeah. is happening. Okay. This is us keep moving. So thank you. Any other, thank you for that. Any other questions? Cool. Okay, so you heard the first reading. May I have a motion and a second to dispense with the um, second reading and pass the resolution? So moved. Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kavicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. The resolution is passed. May I have a motion and a second to invoke the emergency clause? So moved. Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kavicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. The emergency clause is invoked. Thank you. So the second and final resolution is a one reading for financial. This is the appropriating the funds um, because they will not be in the bid, pulling them out of the bid, appropriating the funds that would not be in the budget. We're not already in the 2023 budget for the firehouse. So this appropriates into the firehouse account the amount of the structural repair proposal, $36,387. Um, do I have any questions? No. no. Okay. Uh, so I've read, uh, let me read the title. That would help. To supplement resolution 26 
I'm sorry, 2268-22 Columbia Townships 2023 Annual Appropriation and Supplemental Appropriations 2303 and 2304. I have read the title. May I have a motion and a second to pass? So moved. Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. Resolution is in effect. Thank you. Okay. Uh, I make a motion to approve the payment of bills, bank reconciliation, bank reconciliation, financial reports. Do I have a second? Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. I make a motion for the signing of the minutes and resolutions. Do I have a second? Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. And I finally make a motion that we adjourn. Do I have a second? Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. Thank you, everybody, for coming. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Thanks.